Hi, I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Vulnerable Hero, where I define vulnerability as the courage to experience love in its purest form. I'm so happy to be talking with you on another episode. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about living in third person versus living in first person and aligning yourself with love. So one of the interesting things that I've lived with for a very, very long time up until two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, was all my memories of childhood were in third person, except for when I was alone. So through what happened to me in my house and and all the trauma that I experienced, it was I had third person memories of them. I would disassociate. That's the way I survived. It's the way a lot of us survive. It's third person. And it wasn't until two and a half years ago I started having flashbacks that I went through this wild process and I started having first person memories back in those same events that I had third person memories of. Well, this past week, I posted a post on Instagram detailing a little bit of my journey. Um, I mean, high level, but my journey. And I had a different type of response from people on Instagram and Facebook. People are saying, way to be real. People are talking about vulnerability. <laughs> like, I was vulnerable. And I actually didn't think it was that vulnerable. I didn't, I was not expecting the feedback that I got from the post. And what a dear friend and brother said to me is, you know, it's the first time you've gone from third person observation to first person declaration. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he said, what people don't understand about you, about me, is all my content has been an observation of my own journey. And I've heard someone say, you know, you, I can kind of be preachy on this podcast and I certainly never want to be that. I don't want to come across as that. What it, usually I'm doing is articulating my own journey and my own process. And it's been sounded, if you feel like it's preachy, it's because really it's me talking in a way like third person. But when I talk in first person and when I finally stepped into this first person, the, re- the response was different from people. And, and truly, I felt more free. Like even what I just shared about the flashbacks and, and, and certain things. And I, I will discuss more and more of my story over time. But I truly, I wanted to get on today and ask you a question, as I usually do in this podcast, is are you living a third-person or first-person reality. For instance, last podcast, I talked about opinions versus point of view. And a point of view is first-person. You've gone through it. You've taken steps. You have seen different perspectives. You have humility because you know that what you once held is true. When you saw a different perspective, you realize, wow, there are more perspectives than even where I have climbed and I don't know all things and therefore I just accept things are as the way they are or you stay in that opinion 
mindset where ego and pride and, and um, just a vitriolic attitude can reside down at the bottom of the valley. Well, today it's, are you living third person or first person? And one thing I know about my own journey is while I lived in third person, it was me processing my own healing. Or even before the flashbacks, I had third person memories. And even before I started my journey of healing, um, I was aware of my third person and I was incredibly preachy. And then I started having these flashbacks and I was integrating these third person and first person memories to now fully like living in my body, being in my body, being in myself, not feeling the anxiety or angst to try and go be, do, say, need anything existential, anything outside of myself that I am complete within. I am here talking with you now. And it's been quite a journey. And my friend said, you know, this would be a really good episode to bring on the podcast because he believes, as I believe, many or most people live in third person. It's like our opinions are of things that we really know apply to ourselves. It's easy to indict another And yet that indictment that we see in another is really only a reflection of ourself because we can only see what we be. I can only see, it's like, for instance, humans, we can't hear the pitch of a dog whistle, but dogs can hear that. And so if human said all that there is to hear is the confines of the human brain and ear function that would be absurd because we know that a lower form of life, a dog can hear a greater pitch than we know. Wow. There are sounds maybe infinite out there that may exist. And we are only allowed a certain portion, but we can hear the sounds. So we know what a sound we hear is something that we can process. It's the same thing with an opinion or a point of view or a thought or what you observe, it's actually also in you. You don't observe things that are not in you. It's impossible. Like it's impossible to hear the sound, the pitch of a dog whistle. So how are you living? And are you taking a humble stock of your own life and a humble stock of your own existence of how you're actually being? And Do you have the courage and are you exhibiting the courage to turn and face that which is keeping you in a state of third person observation versus first person alignment inside yourself? I was talking to someone uh, on my other podcast, The Golden Rule Revolution, and we were talking about shame. And if you think of shame, the word shame it's interesting. I, I, there's a book I have uh, talking about the English language and it's, I think, popular right now to attack the English language. Like a lot of things don't make sense. So people think, but I think it all <laughs> makes sense. And one of the things I'm referencing is the word shame. Shh. It's associated with quiet. It's associated with don't talk. It's associated with the word, just the sound. Shh. It's interesting. 
it's soft, it's it's a dampening of power. And then shame. Actually, if you think of the position that your body goes into when you experience shame or if you're you feel shame, do you turn and expose yourself or do you actually turn? Shame. Shame's our natural body position to shame is to turn either our shoulder or back to it. But courage turns and squares everything we are afraid to face and says, despite that which I am afraid of, I shall face it, look it dead in the eye, and I will go forth to overcome that fear because on the other side of that fear is my personal freedom, is my personal healing, is my personal ability to live in first person and love every human being that I come in contact with. So when we stay in a third person, I think staying in third person from my own perspective was still allowing shame to keep some foothold in my life. And it wasn't until I was like, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. Like, what can you say about me that I don't already know about myself? And if you told others like, okay, like, okay. It was when I put that first person uh, post out that I was like, this is me. This is my journey. Yeah, I've been addicted to a lot of things. Yes, I was addicted to pornography. Yes, I, I, I've had an emotional affair. I've, I've struggled and done hor- horrible things or so I call them because it caused a lot of pain. When I say I know that hurt people hurt people and healed people heal people, it's because I was a hurt person perpetuating hurting others. And I would use anything I could to numb the pain that was inside of me. And I stayed in this constant space of shame. And that's what I talk about. Vulnerability is the ability to receive love when you drop your walls and you let your guard down. But if we only try to heal our lack of vulnerability through the masculine side, we are going to take anything we can to try to satiate this right standing body position of squaring it right in the eyes and being able to receive love. So I do know that living in first person is integrating self-love in your own life, in my own life. And if we allow shame to rule our life, the shaming or the fear of being shamed, (laughs) sometimes you don't even have to be shamed. It's the fear that I will be shamed keeps us in this position of bracing, turning our back, our shoulder and living in third person. So everyone has opinions and they throw these stones out of beliefs and articulations that they may not know are true because they haven't squared it up, looked at it in the eye, gone through the process and experienced it themselves. And that doesn't mean you have to experience everything to know. It's like, you don't have to know the fire's hot by sticking your hand in the fire and knowing what it will cause. It though does mean you have to have some sort of experience with fire to truly know. It's like someone said, hey, that orange glowing thing is hot and don't fall into it or it will burn you. If you just happen to stumble into it on accident, no one ever told you that, then you would be severely hurt. So having someone's first count of an experience is important to have. But if we are living in that third 
person observation of our own existence, it actually is robbing us of fully living and fully experiencing and fully being free. And I believe, this is my personal belief, every single person on planet earth desires freedom, utter 100% absolute freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom, relational freedom, physical freedom, whatever freedom we want, freedom. Also though, freedom without boundary isn't free. Freedom without boundary is not free because your freedom, if it infringes on my freedom, only leads to conflict. So boundaries are really good. Boundaries allow all of us to live in the confines of our own freedom and we're free to acknowledge another's freedom. So this is what I wanted to get on today and talk about is first person versus third person living and what in your life is holding you back from fully stepping into first person? What is it? What shame are you carrying that is truly keeping you from your freedom? Who in your life is the voice inside your head that you know will judge you and shame you if you fully came clean with what you struggled with? And then I want to encourage you that their voice shall not be greater than your own courage to turn and face that which you're struggling with. Because when you're vulnerable and you're also heroic to step through that, not only will your freedom, your healing, your power fully be expressed, but also you will have a story of, I was this and now I'm this. You know, it's the old school, I came here to testify. (laughs) Where's the testifying? Where's the testimonials for businesses? Testimonials are so powerful. Where's the testimonial in your own life, from your own life, by you? That's why it's so important where I've said hurt people hurt people, but healthy people heal people. I know, first person, point of view, experience in it. Where I did not care anymore what people thought of me, I craved my freedom. I craved my own power. I craved to feel love. And instead of seeking it out through the means that I've always sought it out from that did not heal me, I turned and tried the one thing that I really had never done and just got naked vulnerable and stood there and squared it right in the eye, turned in my mind and faced every moment that caused me fear, that caused me shame, that caused me to hide, that caused me to be silent and suffer in silence. And every time I did that, I was able to breathe a little bit more and more and more. All of a sudden it's like, man, I, I know what breathing is and I want everyone in the world to breathe fully. I don't want you to suffer in silence and stay in the shackles of your shame any longer. I don't want you to live in solitary confinement in your mind 
And that goes for if you're struggling with pornography or addiction or whatever it is, we get to, those are just symptoms of us stopping and for the first time, just getting naked vulnerable and saying, I am this and I need help. And the cause of me being this was, well, at one time this happened to me. And because I've never dealt with it or felt safe enough to process it with another, I've only sought my own means and my own means have led me to this very place. For me, it was being suicidal. I attempted suicide at the age of 20 and then I call it getting snipered. I'd get, the sniper would shoot me and I'd fall in the suicidal state for 14 years of my life. I get so down. I needed to get out of my body because I felt broken. I felt like it wasn't wired right. It felt like something was so damaged inside of me that the only way to not cause other people pain was to escape. And I know a lot of people have taken those steps and they aren't around to know that that was a lie because it only kept causing more pain. So if you're struggling with that right now, I want you to know the only way out of that is to go through it, to go through the pain, to go back to the places that were most painful in your life. Whether you were molested, whether you were beaten, whether you were abandoned, whether you were not given love or not shown the love that you desired. Maybe you were a more sensitive person and you just weren't given the love. It's okay. It doesn't have to be so dramatic. It can just be whatever impacted you to not experience the fullness of the love that you truly desired and rob that innocence of your heart. You get to go back and look at it and give words to that and speak to it and go through it so that you can be healed. And so that you can live in first person alignment in the fullness of love. You no longer have to live in shame. Maybe that's the great message of today in this episode. You no longer have to live in shame. I'm not going to shame you. I don't judge you. So if you know at least one person, know that I do not judge you and I do not shame you. I understand, and I also want you to know it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. When you bring things to the light, when you bring forth your truth, everything's going to be okay. And you don't have to be afraid any longer. Yes, it may trigger someone else's shame. Yes, it will trigger someone else's pain. For men, if the reason you feel so trapped with pornography or affairs or sexual addiction is because if you actually told if you're married, your spouse, it only triggers their shame. So then they feel shame. And then it goes back to what they first experienced and why they're... So it all stems back to us. And someone has to have the courage to step through it and be the permission for others. This is what truly being a vulnerable hero is. This is what we need more now than ever. And I want to say this right here, right now. The day of the social entrepreneurship and this like facade of success and motivation and, and, 
and making it, I think it's over. We don't need more videos to how to grind. Get out there and grind. I've heard them all. Yeah, they're kind of cool. It's like, I get a better lift in or better work. But that has not solved and satiated the great hurt and need inside of all of humanity. And what we need is to be healed. And how we become healed is to become vulnerable and to have the courage to face our greatest fears and step through them. Not so that we can become great. It's that so we can experience love. This is the message. This is the message for me as much as it is the message for you. That's why I say we're journeying together towards freedom. This is, I'm with you. I just happen to be sitting here in front of this camera and microphone speaking, but I'm with you. I'm not better than you. I'm not greater than you. I'm just with you. And we're going through this. And I know that I am giving a space for you to process that is safe. This is a safe space. I said this in the very first podcast. This is not your home. This is not your work. This is that third space. This is the space between work and home that you can process and not check out and binge in media and, and drink and get yourself into a numbness. But this is the raw, live, living space that you can process all these things. And I know together we are making an impact in the world. I'm fired up. (laughs) And I'm so honored to have you join me. I will ask this. There are people that listen around this planet in many different countries. I happen to sit here in Seattle, Washington in the United States of America. But I know there's people listening into countries from countries all around the world. I ask you to reach out to me, lucas at lucasmack.com. Shoot me an email. Let me know what's impacting you. Also, maybe let me know what's you're, what you're struggling with. But let me know, lucas at lucasmack.com. Message me because I'm with you and we get to do this together. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you're interested, if you're a man listening and you're interested in getting together in a safe space to actually process experience and experiential uh, process of what it means to become a vulnerable hero, I am leading men's retreats. You can sign up at lucasmack.com slash retreats. If you're also, if you know someone who needs to hear this message, I ask you to share this podcast, rate it, five-star rate this podcast, write a review, spread the word. This podcast is not about indicting a soul. It's not about making people victims or, or wrong. This is about healing and freedom. And so if you know someone who needs healing and freedom, I ask you to share it. And as always, thank you for listening. My name is Lucas Mack. This is the Vulnerable Hero Podcast where we define together vulnerability as the courage to experience love in its purest form. I'll talk to you on the next episode.